Hello, I am Pia, a married mom of two, want to be Martha Stewart, would rather spend her time planning elaborate dinner parties, when in reality, I'm procrastinating about making my family matching t-shirts with my Cricut maker. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brianne, and I'm an HGTV and Hallmark Channel junkie. I currently live in Houston, Texas with my husband and three young kids. What about being from the Bronx? Oh, you made fun of me last time I said it, so it's nice to be out. Well, now they know. Brianne's from the Bronx. The boogie down. Happy New Year, Brianne. How are you? Happy New Year. I'm, I'm good. You're good? I'm well rested. <laughs> That's how my knees went. I, I guess I'm well rested. I am. I know we. I, I saw the new year come in on the East Coast. I don't know if I was waiting for the Central Standard Time on the new year. Right so who really cares about CST? I should have done that. I should have done that. Then I wouldn't have had to set the alarm. Mm hmm. So I was awake. That's smart. That's smart. I set my alarm to wake me up so I could ring in the new year. But can you see the ball drop? Because I need to see the ball drop. Yeah, they show it on the television. Okay. And I mean, you're a New Yorker anyway, so Eastern Standard Time should be the only time that matters. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what, what did you all do? Because the only thing that we did is we went and picked up pizza or when I picked up Emmanuel from um from daycare and yes he went to daycare and um I had um some sparkling bubbly wine that I found at um H-E-B because you know I'm sampling everything and this one was really good so I'm gonna have to like tell you about it but I'm sure H-E-B um, has good wine they do and I fell asleep. I put the, I nursed the child to sleep, and then I kind of just laid around talking to the husband. He walked into the bedroom with a bowl of popcorn, so I'd already exceeded my calorie count for the day, but I ate the popcorn. And then that was it. So what did the, uh, the Thomas clan do last night? Well, Kennedy had a fever. She woke up with a fever on Sunday, and um, we brought her to the doctor, just not because as soon as my kid has a fever, I bring her to the doctor, but because... Yeah. Um, she has she has a history of ear infections, uh, and I'm also concerned about the flu because Cole's birthday party is this weekend, and if any of my children had the flu, I'd want us like the whole family on Tamiflu or whatever that flu drug is, ASAP, because I did not want us to be sick the party. Yeah, because I probably wouldn't come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so apparently she she has no flu, um, yeah. no strep no ear infection just a good old-fashioned virus and so we, we stayed in we stayed we didn't do any like children's parties or didn't get together with any of the neighbors that have kids and um we didn't want to you know spread the virus love for 2020 so we just stayed in but um i'm really excited because even though we stayed in i started to um text our guest today Yes, you did. <laughs> because I was so excited to um, have her on. And um, I will introduce her. 
Good. I'm glad. Because I'm always shying about. away from introducing people, and it's <laughs> the one funny. I'm going to introduce Miss Ebony Godot. She's Hi. one of my dearest hello. friends. Hello. And hello. There she is saying hello. And um, I just really wanted to talk to her today, bring in the new year with um, having her interview because she just inspires me so much. I feel like uh, she's oh, gone really? through the I'll tell you why she in, um, inspires me because one, she's gorgeous inside and out. And she totally lightens up a room when she walks in. Okay. And she's like the queen of, I don't know if you ever heard of that saying, like with, if you have a setback, it's only a setup for a comeback. Yes. Have you heard that? That's definitely her. Okay. She's all about changing, reinventing yourself, and going after what you want. So, Ebony, say hello once again to our audience. Hello, audience. First of all, let me say, I'm embarrassed. Thank you. I didn't know I inspired you. Thank you, dear. Um, yes. I don't know what the, I, okay, I'll take it. But thank you, dear. I appreciate the compliment. But hello, audience. How are you guys doing? I'm, I'm waving like they can see me. Hi. <laughs> they can visualize. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I'm here. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah, so, um, well, let's start from the beginning. You want to start, um, you're from a small town. You had a humble start. And from the time you were what a, a little girl you decided that that town wasn't enough for you or that life wasn't enough for you like what what, what was the first what? thing that you did that was a major change okay well yes i am from a very small town monroe louisiana Ew. and from a very 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 maybe as as long as i can remember i knew i was a city girl i was not a small town girl at all and my eyes were always big. My dreams were always big. And they always exceeded the space I was in. Uh -huh. So um, as soon as I could, I, I, I left. I left Monroe. I was 18? I was 18. Uh, and just moved from Monroe, Louisiana, four states over to Nashville, Tennessee. That, so that was my first transition. With uh, no hmm? What took no you to Nashville? Can hear you. What took you to Nashville? Uh, whatever else takes a woman four states over when she's young and dumb. A man. A man. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a man, man. it was either a man or Vanderbilt. One or the other. Exactly. A Vandy or a man. So it was not Vandy, of course. <laughs> so uh, it was a man. It was, I, had, I met a guy and dated him and just decided. He had asked me. I was actually going to change schools. I was at the University of Louisiana Monroe, which is uh, at the time was called uh, Northeast Louisiana University. So they've had a name change, but I was there and I was going to transition to Grambling. Uh, and then he said, well, hey, since you're changing schools, won't you just come to Tennessee? You could just move to Tennessee. I said, <laughs> and so young dumb me, it was like, okay, sure. And so I up to moved. <laughs> so so that was the first that that was the first time I I left my hometown. So yes, it was a very interesting space. Um, I got to Tennessee, um, I, and and I didn't have a, a, like income or anything. So I did the best thing 
I knew how to do. Um, I was a model, so I, I started modeling. Oh. Um, so from what I, what in my head, of course, I, I was already a supermodel in my head <laughs> in, in, in small town Louisiana. So I, um, <laughs> I, I, I looked for a job and of course I had no skills. I was 18. Uh, the only place I've ever worked was like retail fast food. So um, then I, I said, well, you know, I'm just going to model. That's what I do. You know, I'm, I'm a supermodel. So I looked for a job in the want ads of all places to look for, <laughs> modeling, to look for modeling jobs. I mean, you know. No I need to know where this story is going. <laughs> so, but the truth of the matter is, in the want ads is where I found my job. Okay. Right. Where I, found I would think there'd be false jobs, like sneaky, weird, creeper jobs. Well, well look for the internet, Brianne. That's where you went, though. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I had a girlfriend who was like, because I asked her to bring me the, the newspaper. And she did. And she asked me why. So, you know, I'm looking for a job, you know, because at the time I was going to leave that old man that I had, girl. And then, um, uh, so I didn't know what to do. I needed a job because he was taking care of me. But uh, so I was like, bring me a newspaper. I'm going to find a job. And so she did. Because at the time, you look in the newspaper for a job. That's so strange. <laughs> it's so strange now. But, but, uh, but um, it was no indeed. <laughs> but um, so when she brought me the paper she's like well, what kind of job are we going to look for you know maybe reception she's giving me these reasonable options and you're not and reasonable I, at all i was like oh no i'm, I'm looking for a modeling job i'm, I'm a model that's what i do you know, <laughs> you know? and so uh, she was like what so she was like don't do it it's going to be seedy people and so i was like girl please and so i want th- it was one ad in the, in the, in that newspaper that was model wanted and models wanted and she was like girl don't do it she was just like grand you this is be some seedy man in a basement he's gonna rape you you know and i was like girl please that's not gonna happen and um i called the, the place and they asked me to come in and uh, I came and it was to my surprise and to everyone's surprise when I tell this story. It was a legitimate um, <laughs> casting. And it was, do you guys remember uh, Dusty Rhodes? He was a wrestler. No, I, I heard the name. I'm not a wrestler, but my husband likes that world. Okay, so, so back in the day, Dusty Rhodes, he's called Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. He was a wrestler. And he had retired from wrestling. He had a TV show that was starting on a, on a network at the time. I think it was TNN. T- yeah, TNN, I think. I can't remember. But, um, TNT. T- uh, maybe TNT. So he had this, this uh, show that was going to start. It was called um, Motor Madness. So he was Dusty Rose, the American Dream. He was hosting Motor Madness. Motor Madness was uh, these big monster trucks, and they were racing, right? And so he was the host of the show, and because he was Dusty Rose, the American Dream, he needed a dream team. Okay. And so the the job was for the dream team. So uh, I became dream girl number one. I was a dream girl <laughs> before Beyonce. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was the original Diana Ross. No, no, no. 
no, no, no. I was dream girl number one on the dream team for that show. So it was a legitimate job. Who knew that you could find it in the paper? And so, it was TNN. I Googled it. <laughs> it was TNN. Okay. <laughs> so that was the show I was on. I was, just, I was dream girl number one. Uh, and uh, on that show, I found my agent who set me up as an, a, a legitimate a, a model in an agency. So that's how I got my job as a model. In okay. <laughs> that's awesome. So you are at this point now, you've left this, 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 this guy. I had left a guy. Yes. Guy. Now you're, you're, you're working as a model and actress actually being paid. And yes, you're actually being paid. And, and you're not having to take your clothes off. No seediness, no basement, you know, <laughs> no modeling shoes that turn into porn scenes. Nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so yes, I'm. I'm there. I'm modeling. I'm um, transitioning to a new city, really, and a new life because um, I knew new. I, I knew no one in this town. I went to school. I met that one friend that I had. I told you, and she introduced me to her friends, which became my friends. And um, the, and and I knew the guy, and the guy I I didn't want to be with anymore. So I I had no choice. So I was I was there four states over as a teenager. I, no, I know like you were doing really well. And I, grace is all I can say. Grace and grace alone. <laughs> God looks out for babies and fools. And at the time, I was not a baby. <laughs> I was not a baby. Let's just say that. <laughs> so, but it, it was, it was, um, uh, to say that I was so very young uh, and in a space that I knew nothing about could easily have been, um, gobbled up by the city right. uh, or by lifestyle or just life in general it could i could have easily wandered into some strange habits or anything but i didn't uh i was very optimistic about my new life because i always knew uh, you know this was just small town was not for me and so i just i took it on and i was open to possibility open to different things i was not um i didn't have you know how people have, would have a certain dream and, and be completely dedicated to it so they don't wander off the path. And if they feel like the path has gotten convoluted or they, they have an impasse, then they feel defeated. I'm, I'm not that person. I'm very fluid where I, I'm able to maneuver and, and adapt and, and uh, adjust. Right. And so that's, that's what I did. I, I just... Uh, I learned how to get a job that pays and to just work for my for a living like anybody else and um in that in that uh, at that time a year or so into it I was doing just fine by myself and I met a guy um and quickly became unexpectedly pregnant right and so Yes. And so I just had a, 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 so then not only am I in a new city, a new state, uh, uh, learning to live a, a whole new space, uh, just in a whole new space, uh, I am now transitioning to, to a motherhood. Right. Something I, to I totally didn't expect at the time. I was right. too young for it, I thought. So, um, 
so yeah, I took it on. Um, and it turns out the guy that I met because I became pregnant very early on in the relationships. I didn't know him well. Right. Um, and what I found out that he was abusive. Um, he was abusive during the pregnancy and after. And um, I found myself in a very abusive relationship. It, we were actually engaged to be married. And I really was trying to, uh, because I was pregnant at the time, because um, I was, uh, I had come from, I, I guess I need to back up and say, um, I come from a, a place where um, my, I guess I need to explain how, um, how, I, how I even came to be. My mother and my father were in a relationship, but my mother was his secret girlfriend, his second family, and we were his second family. And so I was born of, uh, of a love affair. I was a love child. And, um, and though it was great for them, it wasn't great for me. Um, and, and so it left me with issues. It, it left me with issues uh, of abandonment and daddy issues, you know? Right. And so, um, and so when I'm in this relationship now, I was trying to make it work, even though it was very abusive. I did not want to raise my son in a space that uh, I had been raised in without a father, because when you, even though I knew my father and, and he would come visit, he was, it, it was a different situation. So he wasn't in the house. He didn't raise us. He was, um, I, can't, I can't say that he was an absentee, but I can say that we were secrets, you know? So that right. kind of led, that's, that's a different, that's a different situation, you know? But, but anyway, um, it, it made me, it left me with issues to where I was willing to try to work with an abuser, not to raise my child, uh, as a single mom, it was so hard uh, to do. And eventually uh, I made the decision that I'm gonna have to raise him as a single mom because right. I, can't, I cannot, be, uh, it's just a constant um, cycle of, of, of um, I guess, unhealthiness. Because if, you're, if you are raised by a single mom, and then you get into a abusive relationship just to avoid being a single mom. That's not healthy either. Right, so, right. Uh, so I, so um, I, I'll never forget why when I moved. Um, I was at, at this point. I found myself in Tennessee. Uh, I had a home. Uh, my fiance at the time, my my son father had provided me uh, a home but I left because of his abuse so I found myself in a battered woman's shelter right and in, in that shelter uh, you you they they have a therapist and you can go to the therapist as many times as you want for free and in that home um, in at that at, at uh, so I had been seeing a therapist for a while and but I decided to go back to my son's dad. And I went to tell the therapist. And you can't, you're not supposed to tell your abuser where you live if you live in one of these homes. Okay. But I had told her that he's coming to pick me up, you know. And so she's like, well, you know, he can't know where this space is. So now you have to leave. 
And I said, I understand that. I understood the rules. And so she said to me, she said, where's your dad? And I said, um, he's, in, he's in Houston. Why? And then she said, do you know him? I said, yeah. She said, do you have a relationship with him? And I said, well, it's complicated, you know. And I kind of told her about it. And she said, you know, we've been having conversations. And I, this was going to be our next session, you know. But because I was leaving, she had to tell me again. And so uh, she said, oh, is he okay? <laughs> no, he's, oh, no, no, he's fine. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. He's, he's a boy. He, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, his mama. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, so she said to me, you know, I was going to talk about this today, but we could go ahead and talk now. And she said, um, I believe you're suffering from a lot of daddy issues. That was the first time I ever heard that term, daddy issues. And I said, really? What, what do you mean? And she said, you're, you're, you have a son and you're going back to an abuser who's only going to teach him how to abuse. And so I said, no. I said, and then I was like, well, she said, she, so she said to me, if you, if you don't have a relationship with your father, you're only going to have unhealthy relationships the rest of your life with me. So if you don't shore that relationship up with your father, you cannot possibly have another healthy relationship. So for your son's sake, I suggest to you that you clean up your daddy issues before you enter into another relationship. Or And so that kind of sat with me. That kind of, I was like, daddy issues? I never thought I had daddy issues. I know my dad. He, I could call him. He could give me money. You never heard the term daddy issues. I, I had never heard the term. Didn't even know what she was talking about. And it, because I, I didn't have access to her, her anymore because I had left that, that space, um, because I had left home, uh, I, I uh, left that shelter. I, I, it, it left me wondering what, what was she talking about? What does this mean, daddy issue? I have, I know my dad. I, I don't have a daddy issue, but as I start looking it up, of course, I'm, I'm that kind. So I start googling, uh, not googling at the time, but um, Yahooing, <laughs> just researching. What, what is this? Yeah, that was a googling <laughs> in the nineties. Uh, but uh, I was like, what is this term, daddy issue? So I, 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 I go look it up and uh, uh, it was just about uh, relationship uh, uh, with your dad and the issues surrounding it, basically. <laughs> so, so uh, and the health of that relationship. And so I realized it was very unhealthy. Um, I, I was actually a secret. I'm a grown woman and my dad has not told the world that he has two children, not just myself, my sister. Okay. And um, I'm sorry. No, go on. I was, I was sending code to Brienne. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying, you know, get close to the phone. I no, no, you are good. <laughs> Okay. And so um, I was just going to say, so um, I, uh, I made a decision in my head that um, I need to shore up these daddy issues for the sake of my son. I don't want to keep placing him in, in a bad, I didn't want to be in bad relationships and I didn't want to place him in bad situations. And so that's, that's, I again, made another transition 
I moved, I called my dad one day and I said, hey dad. Wait, so wait, this, so did mm -hmm. you go back to the guy? Did he pick you up? He picked me up. I went back home, but, and I only stayed there for like, um, maybe a couple of weeks. Maybe, right. maybe even a, maybe even a month. But when I went back home, my mindset had changed. Right. Well, kid said that to me, and it really sparked planted something right. inside of me. It planted a seed, yes, inside of me. So, um, I was already talking to my dad about about leaving uh, and coming to 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 Houston, and of course that upset his his apple cart <laughs> because at the time he had, he had, he had, uh, the first wife that he had when he dated my mom. Uh, he had divorced her, but he had a second uh, wife and another family. They actually knew he had two children, but he had not. But dad was a businessman in Tennessee. I mean, in uh, Houston, he had lots of friends and different different kinds of uh, relationships, but they never knew he had children. Okay, hold on. So, Ebony, this is a good stop. So you you're going to be our, our two part segment. So <laughs> I want you to hold that thought. Okay. And we're going to take a break and okay. transition to part two, because this is a good story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right yeah, back. Let's see how she makes a comeback. Yes, I, we have to know what happens once she gets to Houston.
The podcast is over, but that does not mean that the conversation has to end. Connect with Brianne and I on Instagram at Mommy, Where Is My Shoe? Or you may email us at podcast at Mommy, Where Is My Shoe.com. We also have a website, so check it out www.mommywhereismyshoe.com. Before you go, do us a favor. If you like Mommy Wears My Shoe, the podcast, please rate us in your app. And if you don't like it, email us at podcast at mommywhereismyshoe.com and tell us why. Either way, thank you for the feedback. Goodbye. <laughs>